In this episode, I review The Ultimate Guide to CBD, a brand new book out by Jamie Evans. Plus, at the end, I share a recipe from her book that she generously gave me permission to share, which I think you will all enjoy. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. And who am I? I'm your cannabis-loving host, Marge, sweating it out up here in Canada right now. So if this is your first time listening, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy what you hear. If you've been a long-time listener, I'm so grateful for your support and your listenership over this last almost year. Can you believe it? This is episode 44, I believe. It's hard to believe that I have made that many episodes, but here we are. So welcome. Before I get into the book review, I just want to mention uh, here, here where I am in Canada, it is getting hot. It's unseasonably hot, in fact. This week, we are experiencing 30-degree weather Celsius. So if you're listening in the States, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but let's just say it's hot and humid. And I was reminded recently somewhere, I forget where, that only two weeks ago in Canada, well, in my part of the woods, I'm in Ontario, we had snow. Thus, in a nutshell, the adventure that is living in Ontario. The weather one day can be ridiculously hot like it is today, or it could be snowing. You just never know. Though I'm pretty sure the danger of snow and frost is finally over. I did recently go out and pick some fiddleheads from the forested area at my father's house, and we ate those up. If you've never had fiddleheads, they're the really curled... They're ferns, basically, before they develop into a full-fledged fern. But you pick off the little tops that look like fiddleheads, hence the name. And you can pan-fry those up in a little bit of butter or olive oil or what have you. And they are fantastic. Fresh, totally reminiscent of spring. Because the season for fiddleheads is only a couple of weeks. Which is why I'm so excited about this week's episode. But before I get even deeper into the main topic of the day... I just want to mention the mac and cheese that I made last week. If, you're, if you've been listening, you know that last week I did mac and cheese two ways. So if you haven't heard that recipe or that episode, rather, I, I highly suggest you go and have a listen, of course. But I mentioned that I made a box of Kraft dinner and I infused it and I used olive oil, or sorry, coconut oil because my butter was not, was not good. Long story, you'd have to listen to the episode, but I used coconut oil and I wasn't really crazy with crazy about that flavor combination of the coconut oil with the cheese and milk. And so I made this bowl and I had a few bites and I actually did get pretty high from it. So it did it was effective. And obviously one of the easier edibles I've made as of late. However, I kind of put it in the fridge and didn't really think anything of it. Well, it turns out my husband fucking loves this shit. It's pretty crazy and it makes me laugh every time. I put it in the fridge. And he would have several bites. I think the first time he ate it, he was like, this is amazing. He ate it cold right out of the bowl. He had like, I don't know, seven or eight bites of this coconut oily mac and cheese. And he got a nice little buzz from that. And not too bad. It was just enough. And then the next day he went back for more. And it lasted a few days. He ate the whole thing. And now he's impatiently waiting for me to make more. So craziest thing in my in my mind, craft dinner. We're talking literally craft dinner. I did have some no-name craft dinner in my cupboard as well. I went full-on brand name for that batch, and I happened to buy another couple of boxes when I went to the grocery store recently in honor of my husband, who has suddenly got this, this affinity for infused mac and cheese. 
And I think one of these days soon, I'll probably make that mac and cheese casserole that I posted in the show notes from last week's episode as well. But it's pretty hot here right now. And I'm not sure I really want to warm up the kitchen too much. So I'll probably stick to the box craft craft dinner for the next little bit until my husband's sick of it, of course, which I can only imagine when that will be, but I can even still use the coconut oil in it, even though I wasn't crazy about it. So you never know, friends. You never know when something you make that you're not crazy about might be the thing that someone you care about really loves. I mean, how crazy is that? On that note, like I said, I'm going to try the more involved version, but this afternoon, in fact, I'll probably be making some more infused craft dinner. And thank goodness, because that stuff is cheap and quick to make. And I'm sure you can get all kinds of gourmet versions of craft dinner out there. But honestly, that's such a basic recipe. So you never know. You never know, friends, what something might, re- when one of your food items that you're not crazy about will resonate with somebody else. Now for the, the bulk of today's, and now to today's main subject, a book review. I haven't done a book review in a while. I did review a couple others that I have in my collection that I've really loved and gotten a lot of value out of. And my intention is to bring reviews that do bring value to the reader in this case, because it's a book, obviously. And the book is called The Ultimate Guide to CBD by Jamie Evans. And she is otherwise known on the interwebs as the Herb Psalm. She has a really great story, actually. I've never spoken to her in person, only over Instagram, but she used to be pretty involved in the wine industry as a sommelier. And then in recent years, switched over to the cannabis industry, which is pretty interesting in my mind as someone who really enjoys wine and I enjoy drinking wine. I wouldn't, I'm nowhere near to close to a sommelier, but I really do enjoy drinking wine and learning about wine and all the different complex aromas and, and terroirs and regions. You can really get into it if, if you want to. And so as a wine drinker, somebody who was, has that background and then transfer, is transferring a lot of her knowledge into the cannabis industry is really interesting because obviously the terpenes, if you haven't listened to that episode about terpenes, I invite you to go back and check that one out. But the terpenes that you would find in some of the, the wines would be one, some of the ones you'd find in cannabis. In any event, I think it's a pretty interesting pairing wine and cannabis and why the hell not. But this book does not focus on wine. It focuses on the use of CBD, which of course is gaining so much popularity since legalization in Canada. And just in the last several years, people are really interested in the health benefits of CBD and how it can enhance their lives. And also for the fact that it doesn't get you high. It's that compound in cannabis that is non-intoxicating. And that's why so many people, I believe, are interested in it. Because there are times, of course, when you don't necessarily want to get ripped. Or you have applications for other things. Like you are using it for a child or for pets or other situations like that. Anyway, CBD has been gaining a ton of interest lately. And this book is a wonderful easy-to-read, soft-cover cookbook that covers everything with regard to CBD. It really is like a small compendium encyclopedia of CBD. Wonderful addition to anybody's cannabis cookbook collection. She uses beautiful photography, of course, which is 
in my mind, just to inspire the home chef. It's sort of like that Pinterest fail. A lot of the things that I make look nice, but never look quite as beautiful as they do in the cookbooks. But uh, Pinterest be damn, whatever, as long as it tastes good. They do have beautiful photos so that you can know what it's going to look like and be inspired to create beautiful food. She gives you, of course, all the instructions that you need to make infusions, CBD-based infusions, which I think would be a wonderful thing to have in your pantry to it. So that's something I'm definitely working on. I'm actually growing some weed right now, and I've started several different strains, one of which is a high CBD flower, and I'm pretty excited about that because I fully intend to try a lot lot of the recipes in this book. But of course, if you can't grow your own, and if you don't want to go buy CBD flour because you're finding it pricey or it's difficult to get, she also does recommend several trustworthy brands if you want to make, or if you're just interested in dabbling a little bit with the CBD and you don't necessarily want to get into all the stuff surrounding infusing your own oils and butters and whatnot. She recommends a lot of great brands, and she also has a section on how to find good brands so that if you are not able to access the ones that she recommends, how do you know you're buying from a trustworthy source? So that was pretty valuable information as well. Uh, She also includes a lot of guests within the book, and they all have sort of their own little page or sidebar depending on where it is in the book. And these are experts in all kinds of different areas with regards to cannabis. She talks to somebody regarding yoga and cannabis, pets and cannabis, self-care and beauty products, well-known chefs, um, mixologists, and these people all add some of their own insight and thoughts on working with cannabis, in particular CBD, in their area of expertise. And I thought that was really smart because... This book does cover a lot of different subjects. Like I mentioned, she is talking about in the book self-care. So using CBD to make balms and salves and massage oils, which I thought was wonderful. I think there's even like a CBD face mask in it, which I would love to try. She has sections on CBD beverages, sections on the classic recipes, of course, one of which I'll share with you at the end of this episode. And she also covers... The world of CBD with regards to pets, kids, and seniors using CBD in these particular cases with the appropriate caveats involved. Obviously, if you're interested in using CBD with a loved one like a senior parent or a child, you should be checking with the doctor first because surprisingly, there are some contraindications when it comes to medications. I think one tip she gave in the book that was really useful was if a medicine requires you to avoid grapefruit juice, it's probably also wise to avoid cannabis containing products because that can interfere with the medicine that you're taking. So little tips like that, extremely useful. So I thought this book was really well done, put together, beautiful pictures, recipes that are accessible and simple to make. There are, of course, some that are a little more complicated and involved and might require some more, you know, fancier ingredients. But what what good is a cookbook if everything's super, super easy, right? You have to have something that you can strive towards. 
most of the stuff in this book is very accessible and I love it. I love how she interviews experts in the cannabis industry. Another thing that I really liked as well is she also gets into a lot on entertaining with cannabis. And that's something I've wanted to try. That's obviously on the back burner for now because I'm not really doing much entertaining during these coronavirus times. But she talks about wine pairing with cannabis. She talks terpenes, the art of entertaining dosage guidelines, even if you're just using CBD. Now, of course, no book would be complete without the suggestion that, of course, a lot of the, a lot of the times people are using CBD or also using THC. And any of the recipes in this book could also be infused with THC. And that's another great thing about it. But if you want to keep it to CBD, by all means, go ahead. What else is in here? I'm flipping through the book right now. I really did love the book. I read it front to back. It's pretty simple to read, and I think you would really enjoy it. Uh, it even had a one, the section I flipped to right now, six things your family members should know about CBD. And I thought that was a really helpful section too, because a lot of people in your life and in my life, I have lots of people in my life who grew up in the reefer madness era and are naturally suspicious of cannabis generally as an ingredient because they are brought up to think that cannabis was evil, it was a Schedule One drug, and it would cause you to go insane and kill your family and do all kinds of heinous crimes. I mean, that's the reefer madness era, right? So, of course, there's a lot of people who still harbor those kinds of sentiments. And so this section of the book gives you some interesting ways to talk about cannabis and CBD in particular, which is a wonderful introduction for people who are unfamiliar with cannabis or unsure or don't know much about it. CBD is that great way to dip your toe into the water. And this section really covers some of those myths and information that are pretty pertinent to those who don't know much and need a good place to start. So really can help facilitate some of those conversations if you're wanting to introduce CBD to somebody you think it might benefit. Jamie graciously gave me the permission to share a recipe from this book that I think you'll enjoy. And the one that I chose was a CBD pesto. And the reason I liked this recipe in particular was because, well, it's spring here, even though it feels like the midsummer right now because it's so hot out and I'm sweating in my office as I record this podcast. Spring is finally here. Those fresh fiddleheads I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, that is a sure sign of spring. And what says spring more than a fresh herb pesto? Even better if you can pick that those herbs from your garden. But of course, if you're going to markets or you're growing something in your yard or you're at the grocery store, all those great fresh greens are so are becoming more widely available as the season starts to open up, at least in my neck of the woods. Uh, a fresh pesto, I mean, tossed over a pasta or enjoyed on some artisanal crackers or I don't know, there's a bunch of different ways you can use pesto and it's such a delightful way to enjoy the season's bounty, isn't it? The one thing I liked about it too, of course, is pesto is a pretty simple recipe to put together and there's so many wonderful variations so that even if you do see this recipe from the book and you think, well, I don't have that, this is a recipe that is very kind to substitutions. So whether you're making the pesto, CBD pesto specifically from this book or another one, substitutions are your friends. She recommends in the book, the, rest, the pesto is a basil-based pesto with spinach and parsley. 
Now, of course, you can always play around with these ratios if you don't have basil. I've also made a really nice pesto with arugula. The parsley and the spinach would tone down the spiciness of the arugula. But it's just another option if you're out somewhere and you happen to see that. Arugula, of course, is really good for you. So if you don't have spicy, or sorry, if you don't have basil and you want to try something different, that's one way to try it. You could also possibly leave out things like the parsley or the basil if you wanted and just focus more on spinach. But of course, it's always more, this basil is such a wonderful herb to put in it. But just to know that you can play around with these ratios. But she recommends a basil, spinach, parsley-based pesto, and it's that's such a lovely combination. She also recommends trying feta cheese in this one. And I tend to make more of my pestles with Parmesan, so I'm excited to try this one out just because I tend to lean more that way. But of course, if you're making a pesto and you have everything and you forgot the feta cheese, Parmesan is a wonderful substitution for that particular ingredient. And finally, she does recommend pine nuts. And pine nuts are lovely, they're tasty, but they're expensive as fuck. And I don't know if it's in recent years, they just seem to be getting more and more expensive, but I find that a small package of pine nuts is quite costly where I am. Maybe it's different where you are, but if you're finding that pine nuts, as delicate and as smooth consistency as they have, and they really do make a wonderful pesto, it's been a long time since I've used pine nuts to make a pesto because of the fact that the cost is just so high. And personally, I almost always have other nuts in my cupboard, walnuts, cashews, almonds, and pepitas are almost always in my cupboards, actually peanuts too. So to go out and buy something extra at a time, perhaps when people are trying to save a few bucks at the grocery store, that is one area where you can do it. I personally really like walnuts in a pesto. I like the flavor that in parts. Pepitas or pumpkin seeds. Pepitas are just the green pumpkin seeds um, that you'll see in the stores. That's another nice substitution as well. But of course, play around with it. Use a nut that you think might be tasty. And of course, if you have access to pine nuts, by all means, go use them because pine nuts do make a really lovely pesto. So those are a few substitution suggestions. I will be putting the full recipe in the show notes and over on the website. So I hope you check it out and try it out and let me know what you think. I'm always happy to see pictures. If you want to send those along, you can email me at bitemepodcast at fastmail.com. You can leave me a voice message as well at the website, bitemepodcast.com. There's a tab on the side that allows you to leave a voice message, which is pretty cool. Played around with that a little bit, and it's a lot of fun, so check that out. Hope you give it a shot. Check out the book. Definitely worth it. You can find Jamie Evans on the social medias at The Herb Psalm, and I think you would really enjoy this book. There's any books you would think that I should review, read and review, by all means, let me know. I'm all ears. I love books as much as I love podcasting. So that's not a big stretch for me. And as always, if you want to connect with me, I'm on the social media myself at Fight Me Podcast or at Post March, depending on where you're at. And I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you're enjoying the beautiful weather wherever you are. I'm thinking of you all. Stay safe and stay high, friends. 